Welcome in to Hump Day on Full Moon Week. Thomas Miller. Yeah, we're going to end the Scorpio moon today. We're going to take it on out of here at 1141 a.m. Eastern Time. So there is a void, of course, from 830 a.m. until 1140. And then we have a Sagittarian moon. So if you've been feeling a little heavy or if you did some deep work, Take a couple of days and breathe some Sagittarian air. Yes, things have been a little intense over the last few days, have they not? So, yeah, just time to take a little bit of chill there. Well-deserved. If you did the work, great. If you missed the opportunity to do a little releasing around the actual full moon on Monday night, catch it this morning if you can. Catch it early before the moon slides out because you'll at least be in that same Scorpio energy. At least a remnant. Now, let's go around the chart, just get in our minds where things are, because really that's the only other major aspect. And I do have a great question we'll get to here, but let's fix in our minds where the energies are. Pluto, now in retrograde, is in Capricorn. We've been talking about Pluto relative to this chart of the United States. Pluto is starting its retrograde at 26 degrees Capricorn. The United States... Pluto is 27 degrees. So for the next five months, Pluto is going to be moving away, back away from the location of Pluto in the United States chart. I know we're splitting hairs here because by orb, it's there. We're in it now. The exact date is February of 2022. Right now, we are going to see what the retrograde period affords. We've actually mentioned this before. There's no country in existence today that has been a world-dominant power, if you will, superpower, whatever you want to call it, however you want to classify it, but has been predominant on the world's stage that has had a Pluto return. So there's nothing that we can go back and point to as any kind of comparison because Pluto takes 247, 48 years to go all the way around the chart for for it to complete an orbit around the sun There's no human being alive that has had a Pluto return. So we can only speculate and observe. And the best thing to do is to observe (laughs) and just watch what unfolds. Pluto is in Capricorn. Saturn and Jupiter are in Aquarius, but Jupiter has its eye on Pisces. May 13 is the exact date, and then it is going to dance in its own ancient ruled sign of Pisces until the end of July. You remember all that energy we had back in January in Aquarius, and now it's all gone. And poor little Pluto is sitting in Capricorn all by its little self, and it's in retrograde, so it had to fold up all of its marbles. And poor little Saturn is sitting there all by itself in, don't tell me what to do, but nobody's listening, Aquarius, because the whole party has moved over to Taurus and pretty soon will be in Gemini. Wow, how fast things really in perspective do change. So for right now, we'll keep it in Aquarius, Jupiter, and Saturn. Neptune is at home in Pisces. Basically in Aries now, nothing. Chiron and Eris. So there is soul work going on, but it basically now the party has left Aries. In Taurus, we have the Sun, Neptune, Venus, and Mercury. Park the car, honey. We found the party. (laughs) It's in Taurus. And then Mars is in Cancer now. And remember, it is grumpy. It is in fall in Cancer. 
So for the rest of this week and for right now, the big theme is the square between basically Saturn in Aquarius and all the planets in Taurus. So again, we've talked about this quite a bit. So if you want to know what that square looks like, we're in it right now. My big thing is observe. I'm just really more all eyes and observing because I think this is all such interesting and unique energy. And trying to say this or that is going to happen, I think is folly, for one. The very best things we could do is to follow the planets, follow the energy around, and then look for those windows that we can capture energy moving in our direction. You want to work on your relationship? There's energy for that. You want to work on your job, your career, there's energy for that. You want to work on your family, there's energy for that. And that's what I'm trying to point out here every day. Often it's subtle, but if you seize it, you'll get a bump. And that brings us to a great question. Hey, Thomas, just wanted to say love your podcast, listen to it every day. Where would one be able to get their charts done for them um, and have somebody read it and explain it? Um, For those of us that are new, um, looking online, it's very confusing. So is there anyone that you know of or is this something that you do um, that you could do like a Zoom and email it to somebody and go over it? That would be great. That was from Melissa. Thank you so much for listening. And yes, I am going to open up readings. So here's the thing about readings. First of all, I think you have to resonate with the person, number one. Number two, some kind of background or foundation of why you are seeking this person out. Intuition is also important. Are you just doing a rote reading or are you feeling the chart? Astrology charts are an amazing trigger for intuition. Whoever you get, make sure they read intuitively. Now, I came to realize that I have too many balls in the air right now. But I am getting so many requests for readings that what I'm going to do probably in the next about three to four weeks is I'm going to clear some days in May and June and just focus on readings. That works best for me. So I'll find the number of slots that I can dedicate. Time frames, I'll try to keep them as variable as possible. And then open it up on the new website, (laughs) which is a great platform for it now. And when those fill up, there probably will be about 10 slots. And when those fill up, then I'm going to have to close it back and we'll do a gap. And then when I can clear the schedule again, we'll rinse and repeat. It's better for me to do it that way than to try to open up to readings in general and then have 15 other things on my mind. And then that intuitive piece that I said was so important goes out the window. And I'm just not willing to do them like that. Now, to give you a scope of the demand out there for readings, Stephen Forrest, at 72 years old, is booked up for seven years. He does his readings into a recorder and sends you an audio. So you have to have the chart, and then you get the audio, and then there's your reading. It's about two to two and a half hours long, generally, from Steve. Seven-year waiting list. I like a couple of astrologers, and you can connect with them on Twitter, or you probably can just look them up by their names. Lisa Scheim is one that I love out of Denver, but she's booked up until the end of this year. She's closed to new readings. Patrick Watson is on Twitter, and Patrick does readings, and I think would give you a really good one. And the other guy that I really like is S.J. Anderson, also on Twitter. S.J. is a brilliant student of the ancient craft, the ancient history of astrology. So he's going to give you 
a lot more depth and just richness of the history and the legacy of astrology. And from that Hellenistic medieval perspective, which is great. And another guy on that line is Ryan Butler, R-Y-H-A-N Butler. He's out of Dallas, and his website is uh, Medieval Astrology, I believe. Now, again, a great place to start, and I would do this before you do the readings, is I would get those reports that I have bundled now in the funastrology.com website. Get the Steve Forrest Sky Within, get the Natal Report, and then get that Planetary Strength Report and digest those because they are going to really help dig into your chart in exactly the way that you're talking about. So that's the affordable way to do it, and it's a great base of a reference guide and resource that you should have at your disposal anyway, because after the reading is gone, that remains. Now, the other thing, just to let you know where I'm headed, is opening up readings periodically, so they will be coming, and then I'm going to open up the teaching piece. So you're going to be able, I'm going to have resources that you're going to be able to take advantage of that will help you learn astrology. One of the biggest things I'm seeing as we move into this future is people want to understand astrology. They want to connect with it, but you don't understand it, and it's really hard to go anywhere until you do. So I get that, and I hear you, and I am going to do something about it. So you can count on me for that, all right? Hope that helps. Great question. Sorry to keep you a little long today, but thanks for staying to the end. Have a great day, and I'll see you back tomorrow. Bye-bye.